0: Hello, this is Rita Chukwike and you're welcome to another episode of the Girl Unplugged podcast. In this space, we have mindful conversations that inspire authentic living. Let's get right to it. Hey guys welcome to another episode on the podcast today's show is dedicated to my girls and i'm calling it girl talk so this girl talk episode was inspired by your awesome feedbacks on the period and menstrual nuance episode and i also want to use this opportunity to show appreciation for the feedback from those who listened Thank you so, so much for the support and listenership. You guys rock. I also want to give a shout out to Hadesua Ilobe whose conversations with her on WhatsApp somehow also inspired this episode. Um, some months back, we discussed on what being feminine or ladylike meant. In relations to standards, and the challenges some of us face in trying to meet those standards. We also talked about how some of us in our generation missed the nitty-gritty of femininity due to rebellion, what we want to do, you know. And the way we want to do it, basically not wanting to pander to any rules or standard of what it means to be a woman or feminine. So I thought, okay, why not bring it to the show and discuss some of these things you could contribute and as usual express your opinions about it so today's episode on our girl talk will be on femininity and i will be exploring femininity in the scope of some feminine ideals when it comes to practices but before we delve deeper into to the topic i think um getting through with the definition will help put some things in perspective according to wikipedia it defines being feminine as a set of attributes behaviors and roles generally associated with women and girls yeah (laughs) that's the definition but i hold like a different opinion you know not that the definition is wrong but I consider this femininity pain as a genderless concept you know I know we're taught in school masculine and feminine masculine attributes for boys feminine attribute for girls but when we look around us and have personally having read some articles and encountered some individuals as well um, I've seen effeminate men and these effeminate men are often confused to be gay even though they are not you know but you find out that they are considered gay or considered abnormal in the society because they are more inclined to feminine things like applying <laughs> nail polish you know applying lip gloss At um they are more inclined to feminine colors expressions mannerisms you know these things that are supposedly meant to be for women in fact one day I encountered a five-year-old boy in a shop. So I went to get something at the supermarket and this woman was with her five-year-old son and um, they had finished shopping so they were at the counter already. But the boy just was fascinated by a pink sponge, a pink sponge that was hanging there. So and the sponge was really cute and the, the boy started talking at the mother that he wanted the pink sponge and the mom was like no we can't buy it we are done with what we came to buy you know the boy kept talking okay the boy the mom said okay if you must choose a sponge choose another color pink is for girls You, you can't choose pink and the boy insisted and wanted the pink The pink sponge and the thing already started creating a scene and people around where they were not saying anything, but from the look in their eyes, you will know that they are side eyeing the boy for wanting a pink sponge. Me, I will not even deny it. I was also side eyeing the boy somehow because I was like, hey dude, pink sponge, what does this mean? (laughs) You know, and I know a lot of people had it in their mind. But it, from the look on their faces, they already assume that hmm, if this woman doesn't do anything quick, quick to this boy, this boy may turn into a gay person. You know, and such thinking is common. You know, I mean. Even I, I was guilty of that thought at the moment. And before I knew what, before I could even call myself back to other, you know, it was like I had to realize and say, no, what is this? How true is this thinking? How true is it that if a boy likes the things that are regarded to be for the female gender, it means that the person is gay or there's something wrong with them. And this makes me wonder how we don't question some social constructs and how social construct is not, is not, um, is so rigid that it does not accommodate fluidity. So you see also that there are variations to this standard across board. So for example, let's look at the way we take care of our underwear. And this has been an argument topic in some quarters, so I think we will have to settle the matter on this show, okay? So, are you team wash your pants when you you want to have your bath or team wear and put in a laundry basket and wash all together later? Between team wash later or wash immediately? Who has the best hygiene practice? I tried to bring this to my experience, and I've noticed that I have switched between both in different stages of my life, you know. And in my opinion, it's not really that straightforward. I feel like our environment affects how these things play out, where you live. Okay, for example, if you live in a public yard, of course you will not wash your pants and spread on the on the line. You have to wash it while you're having your bath and spread maybe inside your house. The environment does not allow you to spread outside because somebody may steal it or you are not so proud of the color or the holes in your pants. <laughs> Me, I have pants that have holes and they are the most comfortable. In fact, those pants know my body and my body knows them. Hallelujah. And they are the most comfortable. Like, I believe that every woman or a, a young girl has that pants that is crying and saying, I'm tired of serving you. But mm-mm, we keep wearing it and wearing it and wearing it. Uh, another thing is also maybe the female model that's, we observed while growing up and the practices they did. You know, learning from somebody that you look up to, maybe your mother or your elder sisters or your cousins or your aunties, you know, the way they take care of themselves becomes your own. Even our socialization in terms of if you are if you attended a boarding school, you know, like me that I attended a boarding school, you dare not wash your pants and spread outside. The goti farm now. Somebody will steal it. So you just have to wash your pants while you have your bath. Get inside. Spread it at the head of your bunk. And use your towel. And cover it up. (laughs) Oh my god, this reminds me of a lot of things in body school. Yeah, but that, that was the reality. Because you don't want your pants to be stolen. And you want it well protected. So you just have to wash spread it so a lot of this have a lot of these things affect the way we now go ahead to continue to take care of ourselves and the practices that we choose to continue these things could affect the standard of your femininity on that note can we agree that there is no absolute standard when it comes to femininity yes okay now I have a question how feminine are you if I should ask myself that question I think I will have to discuss it on some highlights that I've seen like in my life and how I you know mark myself when it comes to femininity so let's start with makeup okay My friends and people that are close to me know that I cannot draw an eyebrow to save my life. That is how bad it is. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, if you are to rate me for makeup, I think I'll probably get a 3. I wanted to say 2, but 3. You know, let me be compassionate with myself and give myself 3. And why this is, is because with makeup, I I got discouraged by my mom, you know, when I was an adolescent and people around me, because I used to have this smooth face, you know, smooth, fair face, you know, when I applied makeup, it looked like an overkill, you know, like I'm louding it, see me, see me, see me, so... discouraged me then my mweke go-to look was apply talcum powder then i'll just apply lipstick on my lips for my brows i will because i had bushy eyebrows i will apply some Vaseline and use comb to style it into a straight line how about you, girl? If you did this, don't even lie. Don't even lie. You that is laughing at me, you did it. You did it. Don't be for me nonsense. You did it. Uh-uh. I can't be the only one on this table now. So, we know ourselves. Even though, yes, we have upgraded. But, yes, we did it. There's no shame in it. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I also feel like, with fashion trends now one can not help to be left out and not to mention that these trends are not helping they can't stay one place before you're even trying to catch up with this trend another one is here drawing eyebrows you know used to be as simple as a straight line or a curve but now hey you have to be pablo picasso to get eyebrows that are on fleek like how about now and the time it takes to draw one eyebrow. hey God. Guys, I think some of us need to agree that there are better things to do than to sit down and be drawing eyebrows. There are a lot of things you can achieve with that time that will be very, very, very productive. In fact, people like Dimongmi, I respect their craft. I watch that lady and I feel as if as I'm watching her... Hmm? I'll just get an impartation immediately and i'll just start you know miraculously start making makeup like her but eh, these things are hard so i can't come and go and kill myself moving on um as regards night routines yes do you have a routine um uh, In my younger age, I remember the days of Shirley. Yes. Guys, who remembers the days of Shirley and all that stuff that we used to apply then on our face before we go to bed. And those things we are meant to like combat pimples and acne, you know, but some of us it was like, if you didn't apply it, even whether you have pimple or not, if you didn't apply it, your... Our who is hood is not complete. Me, in my case already, I had a smooth face and no pimple. Imagine me then praying for pimple and, I, and there was none. <laughs> and guess who is fighting acne and the rest now? And I'm wishing now that I did not pray for it because then my face was so spotless that I needed nothing. So as regards the Shelly party, me I did not send, I didn't want to be left out, so I still applied the Shelly even without the pimple on the face. But (laughs) when I apply it and go to bed and wake up, the Shelly will leave my face and it will be smeared all over the pillow. So even decorum for the feminine life I did not get I got zero zero Auntie thought that all you needed to do was just apply Shelly on your face and sleep. <laughs> that even reminds me. Do you think applying maybe deodorant or perfume to bed is an over is an overdo? Like is it too much? because uh -uh, you're just going to bed now are you going to a party or do you now have a spirit husband that's coming to visit you or i don't know but you know that was how i used to question it that time before i repented and i and i just saw reasons why you know it's it's part of self-care you know and the experience for me was lovely. I love the freshness I feel going to bed, especially when I have my bath and I apply those deodorants. I just feel a kind of freshness that boosts my (laughs) self-likeness, if that's the thing. So I feel so comfortable. I feel like hugging myself, you know. It became a practice for me. I mean, why not? Why not give myself that kind of love, you know? Yeah, but that was like later parts, you know because i never used to like it and this kind of gives me insight to how i catch up with everything in my life i'm a late bloomer so sometimes <laughs> i don't catch up with things when it's happening or trending my mind needs to process and process and process till you know it accepts it and it's like oh yeah you can now go ahead and do i also think because i was the first child i had to learn everything by myself maybe if i had an elder sister or my parents were open-minded for me to try out stuff because i remember even to i remember when i even started wearing trousers that was after my secondary school and even then it was still a struggle because my parents were those kind of people that felt like ah, it's not yet time for you to do this it's not yet time and you know the pain of just seeing people doing stuff people that you're sometimes people you're even older than <laughs> they they rub lipstick they rub nail polish colored nail polish and you're just like hey, what is all this thing you know And because they applied these things, they feel like they are more mature than you. You know, they are more out there. And you are now, you are now the, (laughs) you are now the backbencher or something like that. So yeah, but who knows, maybe if my parents were open-minded, my femininity would have been on fleek, you know. Moving on, um, for perfume and body scents. (sighs) <sighs> Guys, miss me with the floral scents or any scent that is considered feminine when it comes to perfumes and deodorants as well. I like to use strong deodorants and perfumes that are considered to be for me. And this is because I love strong scents. I don't know, there's something about strong sense that you know speaks to me also I have a strong body scent not all body sense I don't know whether you you've experienced someone or maybe your sister or your friend but I believe that there are people like us that our body scent is so powering so it needs like a stronger, Maybe not really stronger, but something that stands out, a scent that also stands out so that it can douse it or blend with it to give off a a smell that is not so um, husky. Is husky the word? I don't know, but you get what I mean. That is not so harsh. So I go for strong body scents and perfumes for skincare (laughs) there are some ladies that i hail for this skincare thing because the way they approach this matter hey they have morning cream afternoon cream night cream face lotion is different from body lotion hand lotion is different from feet lotion ah uh how about now, <laughs> how about what is it, like, I find it so tedious, like, like, you need to be so articulated, to coordinate all those, rub here, rub here, rub here, ha, <laughs> ha, that one had a big, for me, skincare, uh, I'm not really into skincare, and I'm like skin, so, I remember if I go to the market to buy stuff, people will call me by the side and be like, hmm, nah, what are you using for your skin? And I'll be like, nothing. And let me just even say it now. I grew up with Vaseline. You know Vaseline, They the not the lotion, the petroleum jelly one. And I still use it till date, guys. I know I need to upgrade, but... Somehow, somehow, it still works for me. Like, I still get people that ask me, what do you apply? What's your skin regimen? And I'm like, Vaseline, petroleum, jelly. And they'll be like, go away, Joel. That is how women, they don't like to share their beauty secrets. And I'll be looking at them like, I wish you guys know, You know, but yeah, that's the way it is. And my attitude towards skincare was also influenced by my mom. There was this story she told me of how when she was growing up, when she was in her adolescence. And it was time to level up to the big girl, you know, status. So everyone was buying creams and all that. And they asked their mom to buy cream for them. So my grandmom went to the market and bought unku cream. I don't know who can remember unku cream now. When I was very smart, I used to watch the advert, Damn, but I don't think that's, that lotion is still in the market. So, they applied it, and my mom is light-skinned, but her other sisters are dark-skinned, except for one of our other sister. So, when she applied it, she had this bone reaction on her skin, and it took her a really long while to repair it and get back to normal the trauma of that experience made her so protective of my own skin because we have the same you know resemblance and skin sensitivity so she was like see trust me you will regret it if something happens to this your beautiful skin so just continue with your petroleum jelly don't worry Don't bother about yourself and all that. Ah, the fear of that story, uh -uh, I didn't want... Because I could still see some of the things on her body, you know, some of the patches that still did not leave her skin. You know, and you know when you're trying to repair these things, the one you're trying to use to repair may not still repair it. Then you bring another one, so you get confused, don't know the one that is working and the one that is causing damage. Yeah, with skincare, mm -mm, I was not really open to skincare. But when it comes to bathing soap for my skin, I use black soap, guys. Black soap is bay. And not just any black soap, Dudu Oshun to be precise. Ah, no. <laughs> Dudu Oshun is bay. Is bay the smell? There's something about that soap that just makes you love it. The smell and the idea that it's made from natural ingredients, and that soap can last for Africa. The latter alone is enough to just wash you squeaky clean like squeaky clean. When I started using the do it was 40 naira then, but now. Dodo ocean is 200 250 depending on where you buy it from. But me, I don't even send the price. It still works for me. I like it. It's natural. You don't get to feel any type of way except freshness and love for your skin. I also love the idea of using night cream, facial cleansers, but getting to do it is an actual challenge. So I just admire people that do it, maybe on movies or maybe I go to visit my friends, and they are doing it, and I'm like, hmm, nice, I like the smell, oh, that's nice, but getting to really do it for myself, I don't, another thing I think also that is becoming like something that women should, you know, live up to is when it comes to shaving, shaving pubic hair, shaving legs, shaving armpits, where are my hairy girls at yes seem hairy people i'm here so (laughs) whether to shave or not to shave for me really is a matter of choice i've seen people try to say that a girl must wax their legs to be like bottle mm, before they are considered ladylike or feminine okay You know, and shave armpits and pubic hair bald, you know, to meet that standard. Agreed. Shaving pubic hair is majorly for hygiene purposes, but people like us that shave once in four months before our hair grows back again. I don't know what we are supposed to do. Like, guys, seriously. I can't remember the last time I shaved my armpits was in February. And at the moment of this podcast, hmm, I cannot even tie, like I cannot plate my armpit hair. Because, let's count it, February, March, April, May, June. It's four months now. At least the hair there should be enough to plate, even if it's some gaps, you know. But the hair, no green grow like that. So people like me, shaving armpit hair every month is almost useless you know for my pubic hair the same thing you know it never grows bushy the same in fact the same duration and the irony is that i'm a hairy person so one should think that okay with the way i have bushy eyebrows my my legs are hairy my hands are hairy every other part of me should be you know it should be hairy like that but for we These two places I mentioned, they are just, they have a mind of their own when it comes to hair growing. So, I don't even bother, you know. For the pubic hair, I just shave with shaving stick, just trim basically. I don't shave to be bald and I leave it for like six months before i shave again and even within that six months the bushiness is not even impressive so i just allow myself be just make sure that i wash the place well with sponge and towel and everywhere is squeaky clean you know yeah will i shave the hair on my legs (laughs) i don't know about that I love the hair on my legs. I love how it feels. I love to see it that way. So, I don't think I, I am open to shaving my legs. Um, I'm unbothered, actually, about it. So, yeah, for my armpits, mm, I'll keep growing it. I'm also unbothered about that. And because it doesn't smell, I'm not so much of a sweaty person. I don't see any cause for a lamb. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not considered feminine. Like, some people will be like, ha, which kind of woman are you? You can't even keep your body clean. But I think shaving helps to make the cleanliness easy. But it doesn't mean that when you keep the hair there, that your that place will not be clean. It just means that you need extra effort. You know, to keep that place clean or to make it clean. So, for me, in all these practices and ways to appear, I'm just learning to apply conscious effort to be feminine. You know, do things within what I can keep up with. You know, all of us can be using products or applying makeups on our face. Except, of course, it's necessary. I understand myself well enough to know that. I love to do things that are simple and more rejuvenating, natural, basically. So something like exercise makes my skin pop. And I, I know not just my skin, but anybody that exercise, it helps to tone your skin. So I exercise in the mornings and, you know, I try to also jog or run. So with that, I just need to apply lotions that hydrate and have glycerin or sunscreen depending on the season of the year. And that's okay for me. You know, when it comes to nails, pedicure, manicure, you know, just leave my hands and foot well manicured and pedicure, pedicured. Apply nail polish if I want to or feel like it's or I need to attend a function, you know, to appear, you know, on Flick, <laughs> Yeah. And I also feel like in a bit to appear so feminine, you know, we try to put all this pressure and do every, all the doables. I feel like something as simple as just knowing the best color or palette for your skin tone, you know. Or the color that goes well with the color of your eyes is enough to make you, like, appear attractive, you know, appear alluring and all that. You know, the right shade of lipstick for your lips and your color tone, too. I know that pink lipsticks work for me, but I love red. I love red lipsticks because of that, you know, that bad girl look it gives you so... Me, I don't care. I still rub my red lipstick, you know. And occasionally, I do my smoky eyes when I feel up to it. But natural look is my go-to look. If I want to master makeup, I think I will try to master makeups like the makeup I see on like Genevieve. That glow and makeup that's so natural, that just blends in, that is so effortless. Yes. And also understanding... The cuts that fit your body curve and your shape, you know, these essential things, they go a long way. It could be the trick you need to just appear so feminine and so attractive. As with everything feminism, my submission is let women have the choice to do whatever they want to do and whatever they find comfortable and not pressure anyone to look a particular way or appear a particular way can we just agree to that can we just agree to that if you feel like doing your night routines please do if it's so tedious for you can you just go to bed and sleep and without anything and wake up and still just bathe yourself and make sure you're clean you know be yourself be womanly be yourself and yeah smell good smell nice have a good composure (laughs) have a good character i mean (laughs) yeah and that's it so yes guys that is what i think about all these feminine standards as regards appearance and ideals i'd love to hear from you on what you think your input, your feedback, your opinion, whatever you think about it, send me a DM ad on Instagram at the girl who left home or email to retouchquiiki at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend. Hit the subscribe button to listen to more amazing stuff and until the next episode, be you till full. Bye!